Welcome to Time Player 3HR, a video game podcast where we play a video game for three hours. Wait, that's your intro. Mate, it's uh, contagious. Oh no. I will not let that one become, become, uh, right. become canonical. <laughs> Welcome to Time Play 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. Thank you very much. Uh, my name's Louis. And my name is Lockie. And this week we played The Getaway, brought to you by just about every company you could ever imagine. Cafe Rouge, baby. Is Cafe Rouge still going? Yes. No way. Yeah, there's one in Bath. Bloody, bloody, bloody. What are you doing, so, Cafe Rouge? What are you selling? Your crop monsieurs? I think I've only yeah. ever had a crop monsieur at Cafe Rouge. I don't think I've ever been in one, to be honest. Oh, you're... I a... like their exteriors, though, and their interiors, but I've not been in interior did you, did you know myself. Cafe Rouge? Yes. Means red cafe. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> on that note, uh, let's start the podcast. Depending on, you know. That's a good point because in France they do. Oh no, they do Cafe Luge. They put the. <laughs> See, we were trying to make a joke about how it's really basic, but actually, we don't understand French. No, no, it is, ba- it is basic. They just got it right, they just did it the right way. <laughs> What's up with you? Not much. Not a whole heap. Has it been a big day, little day? Uh, Stinky day? Medium day. Pretty medium, I'd say. What level of stink are we at? Do I stink? No, just the day. Uh, the day was pretty good. Oh. The day was pretty good in general. So a, f- a fresh smelling day? No, I actually do smell a little bit right now. I, um, Stop bringing it back to your BO. I don't care about how you it, smell. It's not BO. You're, it's you're body as- odor. No, you're assuming my smell. It's, it's body not. Odor. No, it's not. It's sawdust. I smell like sawdust. Ah. And stains. Because ah. um, I was working on my shelving units. Oh, yeah, how are they going? That, uh, yeah, good. Good, successful test today. Um, I don't even really know, like, the full complexity of this. You've got to show me the diagrams. So the shelving unit's pretty basic itself. It's two shelves. We've got a fat bottom shelf and a less fat top shelf. Uh, and I'm just going to connect them with some, like, pipes or something. That's still in the works. I don't know how I'm going to support them and stuff. Hmm. That does um, sound quite crucial. Yeah, it's turning out to be harder than I thought it would be to just find some, like, supports. Uh-huh. I don't know why. There's some that are, like, uh, some nice pipe ones here. I'm sending you a picture of what I did today. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It's looking yeah. fly. Uh, it's stained it. So that's wood stain. Stenciled wood stain on some wood. Mm-hmm. 
And then that's I'm pretty gonna, cool. Yeah, that's that one is a little side table for my bed, a little like night side table. Oh, okay. So you got multiple pieces of furniture on the works. Yeah, yeah, just just two, and then the two pieces below that, um, on the picture that I just sent you to give context to the audience, are the shelving. And is that the shelving? Is that for a TV or books? Yeah, or... TV and consoles, really. That's what it can really fit. Nice. It's not too too big. Body odor, unbelievable. Get out of here. Everyone's got it. That's true. Um, Everyone's got a little stank. <laughs> People do smell different. It's it's weird, isn't it? It is weird. I wonder what it is. What People is got it like you're actually skin? Like it smells funny. Like when you go into someone's house and you're like, "Yep, that smells." Oh, well, like... that's that's something else entirely. You got like skin smells. You got like house smells. You got clothes smells. Sure, but I mean, it, you know? they're sort of a general combined. They come do you together have, to form. Do you have any friends that, when you think of like a smell, like it's all okay of if, them, if it's yes. me? So when you yes. think, oh yeah, that's oh yeah, I can picture yes. the smell. You smell. I can't picture it. I yeah. couldn't. I I could never like conjure it up or say what it smells like ever. Yeah. But yeah. if I smell it, I could be like, that smells like Louis. For example. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's weird. It's weird, isn't it? You're welcome. And it's like the truest with clothes. Don't you find that? Like you borrow someone's jumper, and sure. you're like, God, this smells like that person. And it's it's not. For, I find it with friends um, unpleasant. Really. I, um, I don't like smelling my friends. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> smells of my friends. <laughs> um, there's a, uh, I think there's quite a specific um, washing detergent that my good friend, uh, good, very, very long time friend, James Crossley's uh, family uses. And so sometimes I've used that by accident. I'm like, oh man, now my bed smells like James. And it's just... I just don't want that, you know. Sometimes it's, it's nice to have a little memory it's, of James. Is it as simple? Like, God, I don't want to be sleeping in James's bed tonight. Is it? Is it as simple as the detergent? You think? It I comes think it down must to that be basic. the detergent or the the fabric softener. But um, I don't think it is because the the houses and people have smelled the same for a million years, and it's not like we're out here using the same detergent every week. We are. When? Really? People buy the same detergent forever. No, they don't. You live under some sort of rock, Louie. What are you talking about? (laughs) You buy a detergent and you stick with it. No, you don't. You buy the one that's on sale. Really? You buy the one that's... I mean, Of course. But that means it smells different every time. And what if you buy a mistake, buy the one that smells like James? I don't think that's how it works. I think it's It's far more complex. I think that's purely an aspect of I have to be very mindful the, the of person the detergent I use. I have swapped a few times in my life. Really to avoid. Um, because otherwise it starts smelling like... I need to... Basically, I need to it not to smell... I need to not recognize the smell. You need some sort of book to keep this stuff tracked. <sighs> you know, some yeah. sort of spreadsheet. Yeah, I have everyone's names and their potential detergents next to them to avoid. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> someone coming into your house and you showing them that? <laughs> um, 
We played a video game this week. Oh, didn't we? We did. We <laughs> did. We not lucky. We did yet another video game. Did you really enjoy this one? I think this game is. Um, I think this it's game's weird. kind. Of, I just think it's fascinating. It's fascinating. That it really is. Yeah. In just every sense of the word. I mean, it's so. I for one, I'd never heard of this game. Two, it has so many things that are just incredibly well done and have so much potential. Uh, three, I've not played anything like it. Four, it all just works so poorly together, though. <laughs> you know? The whole thing, when put together, is a disaster at the it's same time. It's an absolute disaster, isn't it? Yeah, but it's I, oh I, I love disasters, as I'm I sure it will come up I at some point. don't. <laughs> uh, so what was this game? This game's the game. Tell the good people. Um, this game's a PlayStation 2 game called The Getaway, which is a sort of a uh, London gangster... Uh, East End. East End. Uh, what the fuck are you doing round here, mate? Slag, all that. Yeah. Um, constant uh, game, sort of... Sort of... It's not an open world game, but it, it is in a, it's in a large London setting. Um, yeah, it's like a GTA-ish sort of... Kind of. It definitely wouldn't exist without GTA. Um, uh, and it's developed by a team called uh, Team Soho, um, which this game, what I think is wild about this game um, is um, it's like Sony published. So this this game was like a big Sony first party, like, or well, I guess second party uh, video game. Um, so like there was a lot of backing money. You can tell a lot of money and, and, and production went into this game. Um, and and then I think this was Team Soho's last game. I looked it up, um, and the director of this went on to work, went on to direct um, L.A. Noir, which makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, uh, and then uh, they got Team Soho got sort of liquidated into another London studio, um, and that's basically the the studio. Uh, <laughs> Looking at the Wikipedia page, uh, London Studio is their name, and they're basically the studio that just make all of the PlayStation trash games <laughs> forever. So like, okay. they made like since since two thousand and two, which is I think around the time um, the Getaway came out, they've made like so many iToy games, so many SingStar games, iPad. Uh, wow! They made Wonderbook, um, and most recently they made some VR games. So they just kind of make the like the gimmicky stuff for Sony at this point. Yeah! Wow! Um, what a niche! Book yeah. of Spells, two thousand and twelve. <laughs> what a game that was! Do you remember that in um, being shown off in? Yeah, I do. Oh man, that was a disaster! What a disaster! I didn't Book know there was potions. Any, um, iToy games. No, me neither. And SingStar games. Anyway, um, yeah, so so Weird Studio. Um, uh, vi- video game development in the UK is quite interesting as a whole. Um, I feel like you get like these kind of games or you get racing games. Those are the two things that um, British developers make. Really? Um, I, I think but, of like Lionhead and like... Medium Molecule. When I think Medium of. Molecule is um, the shining, the shining 
example. I mean, there's some, there's a lot of development in the UK. It's growing, especially like around the Brighton area, I think. But, um, uh, well, Media Molecule is technically an off split of Lionhead. Um, really? People left <laughs> Lionhead to form Media Molecule. Okay. Um, and, and then, yeah, and then you just have like Codemasters who make like all the racing games <laughs> and, and, uh, and then this kind of stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so do you want to talk about what the getaway actually is as a game or, or shall I do it? Or what's sure, the... sure. It's, it's, I mean, I think you kind of covered it, but it's, it's essentially like a Guy Ritchie film. Um, yes. So it's, it's like a snatch or a lock stock, uh, where basically it's like these East end gangsters and, uh, it, it has a story that plays out and there's a lot of driving, hence the name, the getaway. And you sort of, from the limited amount that I played, uh, you, you sort of you drive around central London, um, get to a location, get out of the car, shoot some bad guys, or, well, I mean, I, <laughs> I guess bad guys, but you are also a pretty bad guy. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. You're a, uh, well, I mean, I think we have to start from the beginning. Um, and I have to say, Louis, I wasn't ready for what this game was delivering to me in the opening cutscene. Mm. You know what I mean? This is this is like um The Last of Us. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it's pre pre The, the Last of Us. <laughs> yeah. It it's uh I I <laughs> it was the last thing I was expecting. Um so first of all the uh yeah. well, I actually thought it was kind of emotional. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Obviously, it wasn't the most well done thing. Uh, also, all the cutscenes in this game were in slow motion, uh, which I think was a bug of the ROM. Yes. That we that we were which, playing. Which, to on. be honest, I felt really, really added a level of. Um, oh my god! <laughs> imagine East London with like the shitty East London accents, but like half speed. <laughs> oh, and they're so long as well, and you can't skip them. What uh, so, are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Charlie. So I wrote, I wrote down the very first line. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I, I make notes when I play these games to remind me of things. Uh, and obviously I had all the time in the world because this cutscene was in <laughs> slow motion. Uh, and, the, and, and the guy goes, Who the fuck <laughs> is that? That's one of Charlie's specials. <laughs> just, it's like five minutes of that. Um, yeah. But I wasn't ready for the opening, which basically, uh, to play it out for you, it's these uh, gangsters in a car uh, talking about how they are about to kidnap someone. Um, and a lady walks out of a house with her child and they go up and kidnap the child. Uh, they kill the lady. I don't know if that was planned or not. It's and anyway, an yeah, it's pretty unclear. Uh, and then anyway, the main character who's in the house um, next to where the kidnap's happening, whose husband and father of the child, husband of the wife and father of the child, looks out the window, runs out, um... And yeah, so the main character starts off by having his wife killed and child murdered. Classic. 
uh, it's pretty pretty heavy opening. Um, yeah, it's a classic revenge tale. This guy is like uh, seems like he was, he's ex gangster and he's just got out of the life, but he's been pulled back in. He's been pulled. He's pulled back, in, game. back in. Charlie, uh, he's Charlie, one of Charlie's. Charlie. Um, and and anyways, <laughs> you're out. You're out. Uh, you're out of the house. You see them get in a car, pull off red car, and this is where the game gets good because for like two seconds, uh, because you get in your car and the first thing you do is you notice that Alfa Romeo yeah. that you get into. You open the door of your Alfa Romeo, you close the door, and you're in an Alfa Romeo. Yeah. Uh, um, early 2000s Alfa Romeo. Um, uh, this game, we should just start right now. I don't mm. even understand. This game is filled with brands. <laughs> and I, it's like the most branding I've ever seen in a video game. It's incredible. And I don't know... I don't understand business, so I no. don't understand how this was possible slash affordable slash did they actually pay anyone for any of That's this? what it feels like, doesn't it? <laughs> it feels like this is, in the best way, a student project yeah. for uni where they've literally just screen capped like a Google Maps and pasted all these shops onto the shop fronts because there's no way they could afford... There's all no these way. brands, I assume, unless you know. It's, well, I mean, it's sponsored. Uh, sorry, it's um. You know what it, it probably is. I mean, it's just advertising, isn't it? In theory, companies should be paying the game to use their stuff. But that's always a question I never understand, especially when it comes to like car stuff. Of like, yeah. Of does the car manufacturer pay the the game to get their car in the game? Or does the game pay the car manufacturer to use their car license? Because I've... I know for a fact that for a long time, EA owned the Porsche license, which was why Porsches weren't in any other game. Um, but now they don't do that anymore, and Porsches are in lots of games. Okay. So, But I also know that like car manufacturers, the reason you often don't see real cars in a lot of games is because players want to smash up the cars and manufacturers don't want you to be able to smash up a car. That's um, weird. So, Why like, in Burnout, they're not going to use real cars because they want to make the cars turn to mulch. Um, so I don't know. I, you, and then it comes... And then you play I this game... I think that's a bad business like, There's literally, but... like, an ad on a bus for Mamma Mia. And it's, it's like, <laughs> it's what bizarre. the fuck? <laughs> it is bizarre. It, you drive past super drugs... Goddamn Dixons. It's like shattered. Yeah, we we got we got like do we should we just list some of the things we've seen? So I mean yeah, the, I the one of the on You did, yeah, it was great stuff. Um Um Uh I have so I have them all on my phone. Okay. <laughs> uh uh go we'll go through the ones that we found. Uh yeah, and I'll I'll say that when I was driving through London, when I turned a corner and saw a Pret. Yeah. Uh, take in that the... corner. I was just like, "Wow, okay, <laughs> this is this is surreal." All the right, hit me with in the like mid two thousands branding. It's yeah, yeah, it's strong. it's it's amazing. All right, hit me with the ones you saw. All right, so I've got the Body Shop. I've got yep. Bretta Manche. I've got Cafe Motherfucking Rouge. Yep, nice. I've got Reed the um the like job site. Okay. <laughs> I used to have a store, I guess. Wow. Um, uh, Jessup's. Nice. Uh, Debenhams. 
Yes, good An- one. Ann Summers, Angus Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah. Abba. Abba. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thorntons. Nice. Miss Selfridges, which doesn't exist anymore. Okay, yeah. Uh, Ryman. Wow. Uh, the Orange Shop. Yep. HSBC. Yep. Next. Okay. Starbucks. I didn't see any next. Wow. Okay. M&S. Wow. JD Sports. How did did I miss all these? Accessorize. The Perfume Shop. (laughs) Burger King. uh, Yep. Garfunkel's. Uh, Okay. Dixon's. PC World. WH Smith's. Cafe Thomas Cook. (laughs) Wimpy. (laughs) Wimpy? Yeah, it was a wimpy. I've not heard of that. That's all I saw. Um, okay, I've got a few more. There was uh, Warner Brothers. Um, there was oh, some Warner yeah. Brothers World or Theme Park or something. I can't remember. I just wrote Warner Brothers. Uh, Dr. Martins, uh, yeah. FedEx, Ted Baker, McDonald's, yeah. Pizza Hut, uh, Pizza Express. <laughs> there was a Pizza Express. William Hill, Boots, Borders. Yeah, like it's all the Borders. It just goes on and on and on. God, you um, know what I saw, which I forgot to take a screenshot of, and I wish I had. Yeah. Um, I so, oh yeah, I was driving down the street. I guess I was in the West End, because I look up at a theater, and there's this big, big picture of the Shakespearean actor Simon Callow. Okay. <laughs> it's like there's just no way they got in touch with Simon Callow's agent and were like, "Can we use your picture?" It just definitely feels dodge. It's so dodge, man. Um, and I need to and, go back in and find it. Uh, yeah, and we should do a thing where we actually try and find everything in this game. Oh, it's wild. Um, because there's there's just infinite. Uh, Cars as well. So, you know, like every branded car, you can imagine Range Rover, Peugeots, um, Alfa Romeos. <laughs> yeah. What else? They had the Suzuki minivans. Yeah. Uh, which are incredible. They had Royal Mail trucks. Yeah, I saw a Royal Mail store as well. I um, saw a post office. Yeah, there was like a, an evening standard news agents. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just because like... So I, we haven't talked about it, obviously, but like, Mind blowing. This, I think this game, one of the reasons I wanted to play it is because Watch Dogs Legion just came out, which is basically the next game set in London um, since this game. Uh, the Getaway is often considered the best interpretation of video game London. Now Watch Dogs Legion probably takes the cake on that one. <laughs> but um, uh, it's weird because I think they get a lot of things right about London. I think they get the coloring really right. I mean, they just took a bunch of pictures and stuck it on a, on stuck them up as textures. Um, uh, but if you take away those brands, I wonder if it would still work. Like, I wonder if you would know if you drove. If there wasn't a Smiths there, like, would this feel like London? If I could really see Simon Callow's face, you it know? really helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it, it especially when you're limited with like the PlayStation's. PS2's power, uh, being able to just sticker these well-known shops and landmarks. Uh, yeah. The other thing I'm wondering is maybe the resolution was really bad enough to where you actually maybe couldn't see this stuff. On I think that helps as well. PS2. Um, you just kind of get that the blur of sort of what you know. Yeah. 
Um, but this stuff's pretty crisp when you emulate it. <laughs> it's it's just it's just really worth it. And I love I love the idea that this game was probably you know I wonder how it sold in America. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it, I mean, all these guys are just like zipping past HSBC and well, that's a bad example. That's pretty <laughs> pretty pretty, <global>. pretty global. <laughs> um, but you know. Zipping past all of these shops and brands, uh, it's just very funny. Yeah, and you, it's just like, um, yeah, so I've been playing like Watch Dogs Legion and like it doesn't have any brands in it apart from, no, it doesn't have any like brands in it. Everything's sort of made up. You have like monuments and stuff, but even some monuments, they don't use the the same name, I think, for like legal reasons. Okay. So like uh, none of the characters refer to Big Ben as Big Ben. They refer to it as the Clock Tower, which is its classical name or whatever the fuck but um okay, and i think okay. there's some legal thing that you can't call it big ben okay. um and so stuff like that where it's like i just something must have changed in these last like 15 years um where they just you can't do that anymore obviously all the cars are no longer real cars and so it just there's like the the um in watchdogs legion they have the national theater on the left hand side of waterloo bridge but on the right hand side the Haywood Gallery has been completely knocked down and replaced with this other weird building. But in um, in uh, the getaway, you just yeah, literally, it's a picture of the Haywood Gallery. It says the words Haywood Gallery on it. Um, <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> it's so strange. And it, it helps because they 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 do a pretty good job at uh, laying out that central space in London in the getaway. I think um, so, yeah. Be- because there were literally times when I, I couldn't tell exactly where I was, but then I would turn a turn a right-hand corner in the car and I would be like, oh, I, I actually know where I am in mm. London. Um, you know, I, I mean, um, and then, so I remember, like, when I turned onto Covent Gardens, like, that, that area, mm-hmm. when I made that road, I was like, oh, hang on, I know the very road that I'm on. And then I followed it around. I'm like, yep, this is... And then at that point, it was like Google Maps. Um, and obviously it was just like a very condensed part of it, but that section was pretty accurate. Yeah. And then I was like, I wonder if I can get to the bit behind this area that I know semi well. Uh, and I drove it and there was like a pretty good representation of the area behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, which is obviously very fun and, uh, yeah, make, makes the game feel a lot more immersive and good. It's just satisfying. Um, yeah. It's just fun to, like, have something you know very well represented in some janky fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, it does feel good in its way. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's truly amazing. Um, and then there's the gameplay. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do, because holy crap, it's pretty awful. It's absolutely awful. So this game starts off with this car chase that I mentioned. Um, You get in your car. The car in front of you, it's the only red car. And this game does some interesting interesting things that's quite good. Like uh, there's no mini-map at all. Um, So, and I think that, yeah, there's there's no like uh, crosshairs on your guns. There's nothing, Um, which I think works really well. And I think they do a pretty good job with it. I think it's it does wonders for making the game and the space feel a lot bigger than it actually is. 
because when you don't get a sense of scale for the entire thing, you're just randomly driving down these London streets. Um, so I think that's really good. But anyway, you're chasing this car, right? And it is quick. It's really quick, and it just zips around corners. But here's the thing. You have to keep up with these cars, so you zip around a corner. But, like, half of the time, there's oncoming traffic. Mm-hmm. And so you have to just blind take these corners to keep up. And then you hit a car, and then after you hit, like, two cars, your car pretty much starts smoking and yeah, the car doesn't die work. incredibly quickly. They're so fragile. And either like you'll take a big hit and you'll start veering off to the left or right, which isn't too bad. Uh, but sometimes you'll take a hit and it'll just like kill your acceleration totally. And then so you've got to get out of the car. By this point, the car in front of you zipped off. Gone. Um, or you're just like, left trying to weave traffic you take one tiny hit you spin out the car in front of you's gone you fail the mission um so so i think i think maybe even before you go any further I, you talk about like there not being any hard this game sort of what seems like main design ideal is uh trying to create some sense of realism um so so it tries to uh, scooch around what video games are as clunky as they can be to try to go for like no this is this is a Guy Ritchie movie what are you talking about so so um, there's no HUD uh, yeah there's no mini map um, and the, and this this sort of thread of quote unquote realism I'm quoting myself there um, is it goes throughout every part of the gameplay so in the car you don't have a HUD and instead uh, your indicators blink before you get to the corner to tell you which way to go. Um, which is great. What is an awesome way to do it. It's a really interesting way to do it. So it's like, it's the, one of these things where like, I think, so I, I think this game gameplay wise is not awful. I think it's difficult and fiddly and kind of frustrating. Um, mm. But I find it's attempt at um, realism, entertaining. And in some places, in some places, um, uh, ingenious so like i, I, th- think, like I think, the- think most to be honest i think they came up with a lot of creative solutions yeah and uh a lot of things that aren't only like gameplay solutions but also affect gameplay in realism that don't feel awful like if you get shocked a lot you start limping yeah which and is cool but the, the other thing about that is like not only does that realism in that like when you get shot you would limp um uh, or when you get shot, you would die. But when you get shot, you would limp video games. Um, it also tells you how much health you have because there's no health bar. So you can tell by, like, how heavy he's breathing, how much blood is on you, and how slow you move about how close you are to death. So this game is, like, is constantly, like, you know, so the creative director was like, no, no, no to HUD. And then everyone else was like, ah, what are we <laughs> so like everything no like, i think the boys oh. were and girls were on board man <laughs> yeah maybe i reckon yeah. they liked it um i think it was a team effort to come up with something that sure. works this well yeah. for most of this stuff um, the gameplay just sucks driving yeah. a car sucks it's they don't feel too bad to drive but they're like all over the place and it's way too punishing uh like i wouldn't it's mind if the car fun. slid all over the place but you were kind of bouncy and you could kind of survive but it's it's 
you go all over the place and then you take a hit and then your car's dead. Um, because realism. Because realism. But and then, like, another thing is, like, again, comparing it to, like, Watch Dogs or, like, any other open world game, they make the streets way wider to accommodate for the fact that you're playing a video game and you're probably not very good at driving a car through through congested traffic. Mm. Um, whereas in this game, it's like, no, this is London. We've got really tiny, <laughs> weird-ass streets with loads of cars. That Here's aren't a one-way one way street <laughs> like, feed to drive down. One-way streets that are impossible to drive other than <laughs> sitting in traffic. So it's like you just find yourself like curbing it constantly oh, and smashing God. stuff. Well, this like uh, pre-programmed AI getaway car is just zipping off in the distance. <laughs> it's just making it took, hard rights. Yeah, it's like it's like a four-minute chase. It took me like half an hour to to get this car the first time. It's crazy, and also because realism, um, every street lamp and signpost. Yes, can't it? It doesn't budge. Yes, you can't smash through a signpost. You can't run through a bollard. Uh, you hit something, you come to a, t- a dead stop. My my video game player brain is so ingrained to understand that trees and lampposts are destructible mm. that even though I just constantly had to relearn that, like, oh, right, now I can't drive through bollards. These yeah. are bollards. These literally exist in the world to stop me from doing this. But <laughs> But usually I can, and I just keep forgetting that this isn't a thing in this game. But it's um, brutal when you're, yeah. like, trying to squeeze in between a uh, car at a at a red light and the traffic light, it light itself, and you just get stopped <laughs> when you try and go in between them, yeah. which is just not fun gameplay when you're in a car chase. No. No. Um, anyway, yeah, like, like, like I right. said, going around these corners is insane uh, because yeah. there just is traffic. And there is. You know, sometimes... Uh, you know, it's it's not like pre-scheduled. You know, one time you'll be chasing this car and you literally just cross through a red light junction um, and just sometimes there will just be cars going that are almost like impossible to avoid. It's, it's crazy. Um, one thing, one little detail I loved, again, playing a game set in the, the city I've lived in all my life is like, <laughs> is... Um, uh, one of the like shouts from one of the pedestrians. I think I ran into a car, and the the other guy in the car shouted like, "I started driving away." And he was like, "Oh, I need to get your details." And yeah. and like, I just thought about like how quaint that was, and how I spent years playing GTA games of hearing people like s- violently scream at me for smashing into them. Like, ah, fuck you! Like, and this was just like. Just the perfect, like, British version of just, like, I need your details. Yeah. Just excellent, yeah. It was, it was funny as well because they had, like, a quite a lot of accents um, for the pedestrians. Uh, and, and I thought in times it worked and in times it didn't because one that you heard a lot was this American person uh, that went, hey, I just polished that. <laughs> I don't remember hearing that. Did you not hear that? No. I heard that one, like, a million times. That's funny. No joke. Hey, I just bought it. It was really out of place. Uh, but I think place. I also heard some, like, Australian ones and some, like, Indian ones. Yeah. Um, which was cool because, you know, London's a very diverse place, so it's a good idea to have some different accents. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then you then you get out. Then you you get finally out get you finally get to the car. <laughs> then you get out of the car. And that's when, like, the true horror and nightmare of this game begins. We should also mention before you start trying to describe how you shoot in this game, this game doesn't tell you how to play it. 
Um, there's mm-hmm. no tutorial tips at all. So I think with a tutorial tip, probably you could have figured it out relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is none. Please carry on. Uh, so you get out of this car and you're sort of instantly presented with this doorway and you can see through the doorway there's a sort of warehouse behind it, you know, with a bit of space in between and a sort of gangster guard in front of it with a gun. Uh, so you go, okay, I, I kind of know what I have to do. Uh, eventually you figure out that you have to hold R2 to aim your gun and then press square to shoot. Uh, but it is so awkward. For one, it's inverted and you can't change it. So down is up and up is down, um, which when you're not used to it is pretty tricky. Uh, but in this game, if you don't take cover against a wall, it is incredibly difficult uh, because you will just get shot to pieces very, very quickly because realism. Um, but when you're up against a wall... The controls become super awkward uh, <laughs> the controls, and make the controls no have sense. Like varying levels of like complexity. <laughs> so, so, did you ever figure out you can lock on? No. Oh, buddy, what? That is why you really, in, my friend. Yeah, yeah, a lot. It took me a little while. I did figure it out in the first mission, but it took me a little while to figure out. So R two is like the um, the aim. Um, so you press R2 and you can, like, aim and, and, and actually, like, point. There's no reticle, but you can point the end of the gun sort of in the area of where an enemy is. Um, if you hold yeah. R1, you hold the gun out and it locks on. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, which is critical. Uh, and then, so that's one thing. So then that means you yeah. can walk and shoot at the same time. Okay. Um, wow. And then the cover system. So you press X to get into cover. Uh so you, you, as like, just picture like, I don't know, Gears of War or whatever, you take cover like you would in a third person shooter. Um, and then you can scooch left and right with the analog stick. And then to come out of cover, you have to press the analog stick in the direction you want to go. That will then make you vulnerable. And he does this little squat. <laughs> he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't do anything. Do like goes, a, and then he's sort of roll, you'll sort of roll your body around this doorway <laughs> and pop out and aim your gun out. Um, and then from there, you either press R2 to, to sort of loose aim um, or yep. R1 to lock on. Lol. <laughs> um, and then fire. Oh, um, my God. And it's, um, it's, a, it's an insane nightmare. I think I, I love it because this is an example of a third-person shooter before Gears of War. Um, and it's a cover shooter. And, like... I think it's. Just, I just always think it's so interesting to see how different people try to solve a problem before someone just does it the way that everyone agrees is the best way to do it. Um, I like it as a bore. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just always so interesting to play these older games of like, this is how we think cover shooting should be done, and it just feels bizarro. But I don't think it's. Yeah. I don't think it's inherently bad. Like I think, I think like, I think along with the whole not having the HUD thing, I think I must have talked about this before, and I've never described it very well, but having that layer of, like, complexity with the controls adds to that level of realism in that, like, uh, shooting people in cover with people firing at you would be hectic and you wouldn't really know what you were doing and it, and it blah, blah, blah. I don't think it was probably intended, but it feels, like, difficult and scary in that sense. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we, we talked about this last week with... Um... 
uh, what's it called? Mm, the game we did last week. What uh, did we do last week? Valiant. Val- yes. Val- yeah. Valkyria Val- Chronicles. Valkyria Chronicles, <laughs> um, oh. where that sort of hectic hecticness is very much in the game and feels good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I think the real realism does often feel good in this game. It's just way too punishing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I didn't realize there was a lock on. Yes. Uh, button. <laughs> so it meant I was turning the corners, pulling my gun out, and then if you sort of line up the end of the gun roughly with <laughs> where you're shooting, yeah. Uh, and but he just moves his arm, and if by the camera sight you aim your gun sort of over and fire, uh, it felt pretty good to play. Mm-hmm. It felt like a fun gameplay where I was aiming kind of from the hip, which kind of is what life would be like. You know, it, it would be by no means perfect. You can't get pinpoint accuracy. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it, it was very cool that, like, you also could see where the bullet holes would appear behind them. Yeah. Uh, so it sort of would give you an idea of how far off you're shooting. And you could then adjust, which, again, feels really great. Uh, it just doesn't feel great that they can also kill you in like two seconds, and then once you take damage, it's super hard to recover health. Yeah, I I actually really like the way he like takes damage and like slows down. I think it like it feels really good to watch him physically react to getting like tired from the fight. Um, mm, cool. Like that that feeling of like it's I feel like it's like trying to emulate those scenes from movies of like the hero struggling to like. Like, a, like towards the end of John Wick when he's just like freaking had it and he's like stumbling all over the place and like just struggling to get through, but he's persevering. Like, I feel like it's going for that sort of feeling. Um, and it, it's awesome. And it, it does feel good. It feels, feels it look cool. It looks amazing and like um, it works perfectly with these sort of short missions mm-hmm. uh, that this game tees up. I don't know if it continues on that way as the game progresses, but, you know, it's sort of you go into this warehouse and you just have to clear the warehouse, get to the top. And sort of by the time you're at the top, you're pretty damaged and you can tell. And I, I think that's a, a cool thing to do in a video game. Unless, Lockie, mm-hmm. you take a mo. <laughs> yeah, this kind of didn't work for me as well. This game, like, just felt broken. Yes. It, it felt broken. Apparently you can lean up against a wall and recover health. And I tried, but it never really seemed to work for me. Um, yeah. So I, did a lot of, I did a lot of quick saving. Um, yeah, you, um, you, you have to not, so the, the rule for healing is for realism's sake, you have to not be directly in cover, but next to a wall higher than like knee high length. So it has to Wait, be like what do you, t- towards your what head. What do you mean not directly in cover? Uh, as in not, not like pressing X as in in cover. Oh, that's what I was doing to try and recover health. Oh, I think I and no wonder it didn't do anything. Gave you this instruction, but anyway. Um, so yeah, you have to not actually be in cover, but you do have to be next to a wall. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and if those things are true, if true, then you lean against the wall and start healing, and it takes about twenty seconds. <laughs> oh, mamma mia! Um, and the way, and it's actually quite hard to tell that he is healing, except for the fact that he's like doing this like leaning over animation. But um, the blood on his coat slowly shrinks in and um and eventually he just stands up straight again yeah and your breathing becomes less yeah hectic Um, and it really it really um uh talking about like having that pacing of um him like getting exhausted and 
pushing his way through it really uh takes out the moment when you're just like hold on a minute guys i'm just gonna just gonna take a little breather and you just kind of stop um, and and then and, and, 20 seconds <laughs> and it's even funnier that uh you do this taking a break uh in this warehouse for example in the first mission but while you're there having a breather you're actually leaning up against a massive pile of crates of beers and you're like oh hang on there's some Fosters. There's yeah. some Stellas. <laughs> yeah. It was just this like massive crate of beers with identifiable beers. It's yeah. amazing. Bizarre. Bizarre. You definitely um, couldn't see those like Fosters logos on a PS2. They were already pretty rough. <laughs> I on reckon them. you could. <laughs> and, you but I mean like colors. you can see the colors and that's enough. Yeah, you know, I mean, it it's, it's, that's how brand works. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. yellow circle on blue. Yeah. Um, this game's mad. Uh, did did you drive a double-decker? I did. I was like, <laughs> I wonder if you can drive the buses. No way you can drive the buses. <laughs> and then you can. Uh, and it's amazing. Instead of being like any other car where it shows you from outside of the car perspective, uh, you go into sort of third person over the shoulder within the, what do you call it, a cockpit? Driver's seat Let's of go the bus. Seat. Um and then you're suddenly in a sort of almost semi-first-person view of driving a double-decker bus through yeah, it's like over PS2 London. Yeah, <clears throat> with these little indicator blinkers above you, above your head. <laughs> yeah, for realism. <laughs> Incredible. Um, and then, uh, so from what I heard from you, you hinted that you maybe didn't get much further. I, I got to the third mission. Okay. And then stopped. Um, I, I feel like... So this got, game. Does that mean you got to Hyde Park? That was the third mission. I didn't actually get to the location. I just oh, started. Okay, yeah. and then, um, uh, that one was but, pretty cool. You go, you go inside this like gallery in Hyde Park. Um, uh, I can't remember what that gallery is called. Anyway, um, but you go inside that specific gallery, and um, and yeah, it's like you. It's just like a bunch of paintings, and you're trying to steal. For some reason, you're trying to steal a terracotta soldier that they have oh yeah because it's full of drugs um for some reason there's a terracotta soldier filled with drugs in there um and there's like, real, like smiling paintings on the wall i think i think i saw like a basquiat painting <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I'm i'm sure it was all real i mean it's all right sure i would i would i would expect every painting in this game to be real <laughs> i'm sure basquiat would be chill with that <laughs> yeah it's so, mad. um anyway uh, i also feel like this game's just Either I got incredibly unlucky, or it's just dumb and broken, or both. Um, for example, in the second mission, you have to drive to a sort of bar, hangout space, and destroy it. Yeah. Um, and I, I drove there successfully the first time. I open the door, get out of the car, and then get hit by an oncoming car, and just instantly <laughs> die. Yeah, you die when you get hit by the car. I remember I, that happened to me once. Yeah, it's mad. I, it's yeah. literally like I pulled up against this. You know, I pulled up on the side of the road. I, I didn't get out in the middle of the road. I pulled up on the side of the road, got out, and then as soon as the, the animation's finished of me getting out, I got hit <laughs> by a car, and then it's like okay, restart. Um, yeah, and that, just... that's like a bit of a drive. And then the second time I got there successfully, I, I, um, I was driving the bus this time. Admittedly, safer. Uh, I pulled up alongside, I got out, and there was a policeman standing, which I didn't see, literally a policeman standing outside of my door, and I was instantly arrested. 
Yeah, they it was like it was well. it was back to back, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is this game?" Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's mad. It is so interesting just when game developers sort of indulge in that whole idea of realism, you know, like that whole thing of like when you're a kid being like, "What if there was a game that when you got shot, you died?" And like that kind of thing, <laughs> um, it's so it's so bizarre when people actually do it because it doesn't ridiculous. work. <laughs> it just doesn't really work, but it's always so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, what if you got ooh. hit by a car, but you died? <laughs> but you straight up died. Yeah. Uh, funny, funny, funny. Anyway, should we wrap this up? Let's yep. get out of here. It's another one of our long PS2 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just mad if a game just has a lot to talk about. It's ideal, really. What else do you have to do? Um, cool. Uh, what a suggestion. What to talk about? What are you going to give me next week? Uh, a game with maybe not as much to talk about. Uh, next week, you will be playing mm-hmm. a... Sports game. A sports game. Okay, I know you're excited. <laughs> uh, clue two. Mm-hmm. You will be playing this sports game on the Nintendo GameCube. Okay, your spirits have risen a little bit. Oh, can, is it that I Mario soccer it. game? It is. It's Super Mario Strikers. I've always wanted to play this game. Perfect. Literally, Now's your chance. I, as a kid, I was like, you know what? That looks like a fun, fun game. <laughs> well, now's the chance. Now's the time. Yeah. Cool. Mario, what is it called? Uh, Super Mario... Sh- I, here I have Super Mario Striker S, but I don't know if I accidentally put a space in and it's actually just Strikers. Super Mario Strikers. Super Mario Striker... Yeah, it, it's Super Mario Strikers, not Super Mario Striker S. Interesting. Uh, cool. Um, oh, why don't you do the outro? I'm knackered. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. This has mm. been uh, Lockie and Louie. Yeah, I've been here. Uh, on an episode of Time Play 3HR, a, another classic episode, dare I say, um, where we talk about video games for a while. Uh, <laughs> you can find this wherever you want to. Literally, it's everywhere. If it's got a podcast, it's got this. Um, Instagram, got it. Twitter, yes. Uh, email, also. Um, let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know with any thoughts. Um, yeah. This podcast goes up on Mondays. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hope you enjoy next week's episode. Keep it real. Uh, that's it from me. I think you get the hit the hit the games on the head. Yes, sir. Nice. Cool. All right, see you later, dude.